Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Last week I spoke about um, having a plan. And then I talked about after you do the plan, you have to do the work. And then I talked about sowing, right? Continuous sowing. So I believe there's something God is just doing with us. Amen. Today I started by saying that we are always going to be on the journey of becoming. That's the way life is. We are always on a journey. We are always going to be on a journey of becoming, becoming great, becoming better husbands, becoming better wives, becoming better children. We are always going to be on a journey of becoming. That's life. <laughs> life is like that. If you view life as, a, as an event or as an arrival, you are viewing life wrongly. You rather must always see life as a journey that you are on. Remember, Rome was not built in a day. Rome was not built in a day. So the same way you have to realize that the greatness of your life will not show up just in a day. Amen. It won't show up in a day. It's always going to be, it will take a process for you to get where God has called you or God has mandated for you. So in this year, as Whichever theme that is run, you're running with, for us as a church, foundations, whatever theme that you run with, just remember that you are always going to be on a journey. With God, the journey is very, very important. Now, because greatness is like being on a journey, a long journey, you have to realize that it will take time. It will take time. Write this down. Greatness is a process game. Greatness is a process game. It's a process game. It takes advantage of time. And time is marked in seasons. Time is marked in seasons. And here's a fact about seasons. We can't do much about them. Hmm. We can't do much about seasons. You can't, rush the, you can't rush the seasons, and you can't change them. You can't rush them, you can't change them. We're, we're waiting for the rains, somebody waiting for the rains to come, so that's what come down. But it doesn't matter what you do, you can't rush it. When each season comes, each season is, is here. You get it? So you have to understand that's the way it is. Greatness is a process game. It's time. And time is marked in seasons. You can't rush the seasons. You can't change them. The only thing you can do is that you can only prepare and wait for it. We can only prepare and wait for it. The same way in the, in the, in, in the process of what, becoming what God has called us, you, you, you can't rush it. You can't rush your single whole time. 
Am I making some sense? Aha. Uh -huh. Some people want to rush their singlehood time because they want to get to their married seasons. Oh, are you with me? Aha. Uh -huh. They want to rush it, but it's, 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 that's not the, the right thing to do. <laughs> Don't rush. There are certain seasons God will bring you into while you are going to where he has called you. Don't rush the seasons. Don't be in haste. Recognize the seasons you are in. Are you with me? And here's one fact of life. In whatever season you find yourself in, there is always the right thing to do in that season. So while you are on your way to becoming great, you're going to go through seasons of life. And in every season, there is the right thing to do. So rather than rushing the season where you are, why not you rather seek to know what is the right thing for me to do in this season? That's what your focus is supposed to be. What am I to do now? Because there will come a time where the single man will get married. There will come a time. Amen. So rather than try to rush to become married, why don't you ask yourself, what can a single man do? Ah, am I making some sense? Uh -huh. What can a single man do? What can a, a single woman do? What are the best things? What are the right things I must do now? Be preoccupied with that and live your life that. Knowing that greatness is a process game. It's time and we are going and we are heading to that place. <laughs> are you in the house? So after you've done all you can in the one season of your life, all you can do now is wait. And that brings my first point. <laughs> all that I said is introduction. What is my first point? <laughs> What is my introduction? My, my, my first point for today is learn to wait. Learn to what? Wait. Often waiting is a weakness of a lot of people. Why? Because waiting can be really long. Sometimes it can take, it takes forever, yeah. <laughs> Waiting. Mm. And this is where a lot of people miss God and abort their greatness. It's during the season of their wish. Remember, I said a lot before I got here. So you have to get, after you have done what you need to do, in the season you are in, you wait. If you haven't done what you need to do, you got to do what you need to do. Uh -huh. Don't get up without doing anything and say, I'm waiting. Uh -huh. Don't get up without recognizing which season I am in to do what I need to do and say, I'm waiting. No, if you do that, then waiting is, is off. It doesn't mean waiting. Am I making some sense? Uh -huh. So you need to recognize the season you are in do all you can. And then when you have done all you can, just wait. Sounds like wait. Yeah. You need to wait. Hmm. 
Why? Because waiting introduces something in our life called rest. First thing waiting introduces in our life is called rest. And rest is very, very important. And some of the Bible makes us understand that even our God, after doing all he can, after creating the seasons and the time, rested. So I believe that part of the seasons of life that we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't account for is a season of resting. Mm. So it's not, it's not just winter, summer, autumn, um, spring. It's as winter, summer, autumn, spring, waiting. <laughs> Perhaps in Africa as well, raining, <laughs> dry, wet, and what? Waiting or resting. <laughs> I'm making I'm saying, yeah. We have to factor in rest. Do you know that most of us, sometimes we only rest because we are tired, but not because it's a season in our, in our life. Yeah, we rest because we are tired, but not because of the season. But there's a season of resting. It's embedded in waiting. You got to learn to wait. So most of us, when we are there, God has forced us there. <laughs> God has forced us there. You cry, you pray. That's why you don't hear. You've done everything you know to do right. And there was a time in my life like that. Everything you do, all the prayers, all the prayers, I'm telling you, all the uh, warfare prayers you have prayed, you know that you have, you have locked all the witches in your house. <laughs> you have done everything. But tell you, it doesn't look as if anything is moving. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? Yeah. You've gone for all the all night prayer. You've done all, I'm telling you, you have given, you have fasted. <laughs> Look at the man and said, just rest, rest, rest. Shake your name and say, but rest, rest, rest. Hallelujah. Let you do us rest, rest. Psalm, Psalm 37, verse 7 says, so I said, what? Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Write this down. Our God is like a lady. He likes to take his time. <laughs> he likes to take his time. God likes to take his time. Are you in the house? So learn to rest in him. Mm. Number two, waiting introduces patience into our lives which is a virtue, is, is an element of love. Patience. <laughs> Patience. One of the most difficult things is to wait patiently for the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's to wait patiently for God. You see, oftentimes, we are to be patient to those that do evil to us. But when you are patient to one who does right, it's even harder. <laughs> Are you with me? Because you're expecting that everything is cool between us, so why don't you hasten things up? You, you get it? Yeah, but you don't know that is right, but God says, wait. What, what, me, I, I did not mention. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 
But look, every man God ever used, go and check. There was a season in their life God told them, be patient. Mm. We have to, in patience, our trust is, is manifested. Our trust of the Lord is manifested. Are you with me? Yeah. So this year, even on your journey of becoming great, you have to know that there will be a season like that. Amen. In waiting, we grow deeper in our intimacy with God. Because we have done everything we can. There's so much we can do. And we have to wait. So what happens? Now God pulls our attention to his face, not his hands. Hallelujah. God pulls us into intimacy with him. The Bible says in Psalm, Psalm 5 verse 3, it says, At each it's TPT verse, at each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice. As I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Wow. This is a person who has done everything he can. <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> you see, when you've done everything, or you've given everything to God and you've done, what is left is that you see that you surrender more your heart. Yeah. It's your heart God goes after. Mm. Are you in the house? Yeah. Intimacy. Someone say intimacy. In rest, I'm sorry, in waiting, we get a chance to grow our intimacy with the Lord. Are you at that place right now? Pray for a girlfriend. You've done everything. You've shown God that you'll be a faithful person. And still she hasn't come. Look to the face. Fall in love with Jesus. Take your heart to God. Say, God, I want to love you alone. God likes that. When you have turned your eye and you love him, then you see you can see clearly the woman. <laughs> are you with are you, me? Yeah, yeah. So let's, 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 look forward, let's look forward to these waiting periods in our lives. And at that moment, remember, it's a chance for intimacy with God. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Yeah. Something intimacy. And then the last point here is that we get our hope and strength renewed. You know, Isaiah 40 verse 3. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will run and not get tired. They that wait on the Lord. New strength will come to you. A new energy, new zeal, passion, passion will come to you. Passion will come to you. And I know oftentimes when we are talking about waiting, um, uh, when we talk about uh, waiting on the Lord, often our minds always go to a fast. Yes. A fast is, is, can be part of the waiting process, but that's not all there is about waiting on the Lord. Are you, are you with me? Uh-huh. Worship is waiting. Just having a posture of looking at God and waiting, not acting before him. Waiting on God to lead you. you know, your heart not being in haste. Yeah, that is what, that's what it is. Are we, are we, are we good? Uh-huh. 
So this year, and uh, this year, is, as you're pursuing greatness, as you're pursuing to uh, follow God, remember that there will be a season of waiting. And when it comes, don't say, oh God, you have abandoned me. Oh, why is God not hearing me? Has heaven gone silent on me? My friend, shut up. It's a waiting period. <laughs> I need a house. Yeah, because believers can't wait for any opportunity to complain. <laughs> you complain about anything. Even when nothing is happening, you are so complaining. <laughs> when the enemy is chasing you, you are complaining. When the enemy is not chasing you, you are complaining. Oh, are you in the house? Yeah. Enjoy your waiting period. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hallelujah. Remember, everything is bearable as long as there's a purpose. And as long as you have purpose in waiting, you see that you even enjoy your waiting time. Yeah. So anytime you look at it, you've done the remember, you've done the right thing in the season you are in, and you are not getting know that you are in your waiting. And when you notice you are in your waiting, remember these four things. There's a rest for you. You are being taught patience, right? Your 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 intimacy is going to grow, and then what? Your, your strength and your hope is going to be renewed. Amen. Okay, so the second point. You have to learn to be content. Mm. You have to learn to be what? Content. Scripture says, don't be obsessed with getting more material things. Be relaxed with what you have. Since God assured us, I will never let you down. Never walk off or leave you. <laughs> we can boldly quote, God is there, ready to help. I am fearless no matter what, who or what can get to me. Message Bible, Hebrews 13.5. Mm. TPT says, don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have, for you always have God's presence. For hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you, never, and I will, <laughs> I will never lose my grip on your life. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? Yeah. <laughs> In your pursuit of greatness, you must do so with contentment. Mm. You must do so with contentment. Hallelujah. <laughs> to be content means to be free from care because of satisfaction with what is already one's own. The Hebrew meaning simply means to be pleased. I want to look at your neighbor next to you and ask, are you, are you pleased with your life? Are you pleased? <laughs> oh, shake your neighbor and ask him, are you pleased with your life? Do you know that majority of us are not pleased? <laughs> we are not pleased with our life. We are not content. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, are you in the house? <laughs> Bible said the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. 
He said, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I talk about pursuing goodness. I said, we have to be content. That's the beautiful thing about the word of God. It's so balanced. It puts your life where? Are you with me? Yeah. Because people have, by reason of loving money, they have thrown away every caution of faith. And they have led themselves into more unhappiness. As a mother, it's fair to say that you got to be happy to have more happiness. Oh, Charlie. Ah, you got to be happy to what? That's what it means. You have to be happy to have more happiness. Because once you are not happy, <laughs> it will be difficult. Because here's the thing. My research will tell you, say, look, if what this scripture is referring to, it said it's more an inner disposition beyond, an, beyond more than an outward satisfaction. So he said, look, be content with who you are, what inside of you. Because that's where it starts from. When you are content with what you have inside of you, whatever will come will not be, will not be a master over you. It will not be a master over you. Are, are you with me? Yeah. A woman obviously might see herself beautiful before she goes to the saloon. Because if you see yourself ugly and get to the saloon, what you come up with, only God knows. That's the reason why you're having beautiful, beautiful black ladies. Now, you can't tell what you have turned to. Whether roasted uh, this in plantain. You can't, you can't, you can't. <laughs> you tend to roasted plantain. <laughs> Why? Because they, they, they don't see themselves beautiful. And once you don't see yourself beautiful, you can never know how far is too far. That's what the Bible is saying. You can never know how far, if you are not content, if you are not happy, if you, if you don't find joy in taking an uh, adequately roasted plantain with groundnuts. Hey! Afternoon and eat it with such joy and smile on your face. It's not can biscuits watch it that will make you happy. That's what's happening. Some people, how do you call it? They watch it the same. But because they are not happy, they think when they eat it, they biscuit, then they are eating watching. People are the same. You are the one by the roadside, the one web next to the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> the extra flavor. <laughs> I'm saying, the watch is down to it. <laughs> People are those where that, that one cry is watching. Sometimes you see somebody by the road that goes to buy that watch and eats with such great contentment. I'm telling you, but somebody is never said, even while he's sitting there, oh, the glass is not clean, this is not this, this is that, complain about everything. There's no contentment inside. You pursue greatness, you got to be content inside. I'm telling you, I want to look at your day one day and say, you have to be content inside, you have to be. Tell the ladies, ladies, you have to be content inside. Hallelujah, be content because I don't want, I mean, life happens, oh. Ah. You do your best to keep your figure, but it will change. Yeah. 
Especially the, the women when they give birth. Oh, look God. When they pull that thing out of you. <clears throat> your body can change. Your body can react differently. So you can imagine if you are not beautiful inside. I'll tell you, 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 it is well, oh. look at them and say, be content, be content, be content, be content, be content. Lack of, lack of contentment has made some people since they started their Christian faith. They have changed churches over 10 times. They've changed pastors over 10 times. I don't like this. You come here, I don't like this. And they always think, they always, they think it's an outward that is going to determine the inward. But I don't realize that it's rather the inward that determines the outward. You can change as many churches as possible. You will never find contentment. Hallelujah. Look at him as a neighbor. Be content. Be content. Be content. Be content. Be content. Why? Right. Learn to be content. Now remember, it's not simply about settling for what you have but trusting in what God has said. That's why I saw the contentment. He said, is the scripture? He said, has God not said? The foundation for our unhappiness and discontent is forgetting. If it's forgetting or forgetfulness. Forgetfulness is the foundation of grief. It's become the foundation of greed. It's become the foundation of fear. We have forgotten what God has said. That to everything that God says, God signs his name under. That God has signed his name to your welfare. God has signed his name to your becoming. God has signed your name to what he has promised you. So that's how you live. You live from that content that, look, I received a word. I'm covered. I'm covered. Are you with me? I receive a word. I'm covered. I'm okay. I'm good. Hey. Hallelujah. Now, the time that this was written to the, it was written to Christians. Now, when you bring this content, you bring it now. Oh, look, I see God says, be okay with what you have received. But during those times that was written, the believers didn't have much because they were under persecution. People have lost things. The small you get, you lose it. Like the people of Ukraine right now. War is coming. So you I think I was watching a video of, uh, of uh, uh, Pastor Sandy. And I was talking about how he wanted to wait behind, but um, they, it was informed that the military that were coming, they have a list. A list of enemies of Vladimir. And it's on the list. Yeah. So he asked her, because it's part of those that have opposed Russia's influence in Ukraine. So he has to run. Can you imagine you have built a church, you built, and then you have to run and leave everything behind. And when you run, you have to run lights. <laughs> so I have to take the most essential. <laughs> uh, it's like some, some years ago, do you remember when all of a sudden there was this earthquake or earth tremor in Ghana in the middle of the night? Yeah. You see, when it happened, all of us ran out. The most important is the one you used. <laughs> I heard there was some lady. Some lady was confused. Her bag, her, her shoes. It's the most important. She was waiting two minutes. Which one do I take? <laughs> War is coming. Which shoe? What do I take? That's what I'm looking for. 
the hue will not even come to your mind. You go for the practical, the essential. And the church of that time, that's how they were living. The essentials, because they are coming after you, because you have chosen Christ. And the writer writes to them and said, be content. Be content with what? Be content with nothing. <laughs> that's what I'm telling them. Be content with nothing. They didn't have anything. They said, be content. What is he telling them? Be content with grace. Ha. Ah. If somebody comes and says, be content with grace, what would you tell the person? We are serious. <laughs> hey. Ah. What does the Bible say in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10? Ha. Ah. He said, but he said to me, my grace is, what's the meaning of the word sufficient? <laughs> that's all you need, that's what it means. <laughs> so the writer is telling them, hey, <laughs> let grace be sufficient for you. Let grace be all that you need. I want that. He said, oh, let grace be all that you need. Hey, today's message is so nice, eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. I give, look, I give God glory, eh? The way he's raising us, the balance of the word. Yeah. I, I always give God glory for that. Because I could be preaching, and you receive, yeah, man, every Sunday, amen. I was in a church like that. Every Sunday, I was just sat there and said, ah, there's something wrong with the message. <laughs> I'm not joking. Because with the preaching, it wasn't, it wasn't balanced. Hmm. Yesterday, I was, I, was, I was at the program where Prophet Achumana said, he said, look, he said, the word of God is always in twos or three. The word of God always has a witness. So the Bible said, in the witness of one or two, there are two or three. The matter is what? It's established. And it says, God is three. That's why he established the three. Mm. Are you guys with me? So there's always a balance. He said, it's always a balance. It's always a word. Anyway, I'm in the house. So I thank God for this. That look, you, you have to look. I'm not saying don't pursue don't go after what God has called you. No, that's what I'm saying. You know, you already know. We will talk about that. But look, before you start going after that, something must be corrected inside of you. And that's the sufficiency of grace. So that you don't go looking for money and become a greedy person. And this is why you have a lot of believers dishonoring God. Recently, there's a case in Ghana where one man in charge of something, by the um, procurement of something, and it's a lot of money. And as they talk about the money, the man has chopped. There's another, there's another Christian name that is coming in, a secretary of a church. And they did a deal and all that, a huge amount of money. This is just one of the many. All those are stealing, majority of those are stealing, they are all in the church. They all belong to their elders, they sit in front. Yeah, 
They've taken one side of the word to be wealthy, to be rich, without realizing that it needs a corresponding word that is sufficiency of grace. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah, you have to be content and see grace at look. Grace is enough. If all that grace can supply is what I put on my back, it's enough. That's what it says. Grace can get me anything, it's enough. So that when you're going for a deal and they tell you that either you do the right thing or the wrong, you choose the right. Because the right plus grace is more than enough. I don't know if grace is even enough. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. They don't go chasing crooked ways and things by the time you realize you have abandoned your faith and you have made money your new gospel. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah, look at the one that said, person, never cheat, never. Hey, shake the person, look at the person. Tell the person, never cheat, never cheat in the name of becoming, making money. Tell the person, never shake the person. Tell them, even if it's true sins, bring it back. Accounts for everything. Accounts for everything. When they come and they ask you, how come you are being, they say, look, I have all that I need. And it's the grace of God. That's all that I need. Because God's grace enriches a man. That's what the Bible says. God's grace enriches a man. Amen. It says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Mm. Hey. Turn about always remember that there's a promise hanging over your life. Hallelujah. And God has sworn, God told uh, 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 Joshua, I'll never leave you. Ancient past, God has always, has always been saying, I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. You see, when we forget that, or we, when, we, when we forget that, or we choose to neglect that, we are saying God cannot be trusted. That's what you're saying, God cannot be trusted. Let's remember God can be trusted. And then the last point, are you in the house? Is learn to persevere. So there are three learning. Learn to wait, learn to be content, and learn to do what? Persevere. Learn to persevere. <laughs> Why do we need perseverance? Because we always have an opposition. This life will not sit down, arms folded, and watch you <laughs> fulfill all God has called you to become. No, you will have opposition. You'll have opposition. The, but the greatest opposition of all comes from inside of us. It is said that when a man is in his own way, nobody can help him. The greatest wish, uh, wish, uh, wish to your life is your own self. He said, when an animal is about to bite his word, <laughs> it implies that if anything is going to harm you, it has to be very close to you. And who is more close than you? <laughs> the many times we put our hands to other people, our hands must actually be pointed to ourselves. And it's because we give up 
too easily. That's why we must learn to persevere. Because at the face of great discomfort, we assume it's time to quit. That's the way most of us are dispositioned. The minute there's a small discomfort, okay, maybe it's about time we quit. It's about time we fold our hands. It's about time we give the other. Maybe God is telling me I have to give. My friend, God said, persevere. Look at him and say, persevere. Keep pushing towards the good. Go. Don't stop. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody said, there's nothing good on the road of less perseverance, less resistance. There's nothing good on the road of I mean, as long as there's no uh, resistance, it's easy. Go check. Because, because it's easy. Everybody is there. There's nothing unique about it. You got to persevere in your work with God. You got to persevere in whatever vision God has called you. You know, some years ago when God started a Hava meeting, I remember when we reached, I'll never forget that, when we reached around 2025, I said, all the youth are finishing Ghana. <laughs> I said, the youth are finishing my head. Look, I actually saw the ministry coming to an end by the time I reached Because I feel like we have reached 25, plenty of people. <laughs> and then I started facing some resistance. Like we couldn't go beyond the 20, 25. It took some time. See, if I had given up, because we wouldn't have been where we are now. But what I had to do, I started seeing the work differently. If only if my if my ability around here is just 25, then why not I rather open more 25s? Aha. That's how the branches became an easy touch for me. Maybe my strength is just, let's say my, my maximum strength is 25, and I need to reach about 20, uh, 100. Just, just so. Yeah. You have to have a, an attitude of seeing beyond the resistance. That's perseverance. See beyond the immediate resistance. See beyond. And push beyond it. You want to be great? I got persevere. I like the attitude of the of the Ukrainian presidents and their people. It's obvious that they are done in battle. They are gone in every way. But the guy said, "We are not going down without a fight. If it's a fight you want, then we are ready." And guess what? Because he stood his ground, all of a sudden, uh, I don't call it, Russia's tactics doesn't look good anymore. Now they are reorganizing their tactics. Why? Because they have decided to stand his ground. I was watching an interview, and I liked the way the, a, a man, a, a, a military expert was saying, he said, look, it is said that you, you have a good plan when you are, you are charging on somebody in battle until you meet the, the opposition. And you realize that he also has his own plan. <laughs> I in the house. Yeah. What the enemy? You two have a plan. But you, when he came now, he said, oh, what about that? You are giving up. Shake your neighbor and say, since the work of the persevere, persevere. Well, <laughs> make sure that the enemy writes in his record, hey, I can't no need <laughs> Why do you make it easy for your opposi uh, opposition or your... Yeah, why do you make it easy? Make it difficult for them. The enemy takes you here. Those who take him there. 
Recently, one of my boys having taught him some things, and he, he, he encountered some experience where um, the enemy the enemy stole something from him, which the normal normal response would be get unhappy, God, you have abandoned me. You know that thing we we we, we enter into. Why this life now? Why is God real? Why have Christ? Why is there evil happening to good people? You know those things. Yeah. But I taught him earlier before. I told him that, look, life is the way you see it. Every interpretation and conclusion you come to is your sight, you, your sight. If I give you, I give you a glasses, a, a blue glasses a lens, and I put it on you right now, you think everybody is blue. The color green will have a particular change of blue. It's your sight. So most interpretation we are coming to is based on your sight. Mm. So I tell you, look, change your sight. I say, even the things that happen to you personally, change your sight about it. The girl has left you, so you are crying. Are you saying that she's the only good thing in this life? What, is the account, what about the account of you? What are you talking about? So he did, you know what he did? So I knew that he had, he had, he had, he had crossed over. He took an offering and brought it. Say, if the enemy wants to make me cry, I am come to bless the Lord. Yeah. Let the enemy go back and go and say, I didn't know that's why she didn't work. <laughs> Confuse the enemy. But you went to do and they are crying. No. He made them steal money from you. The next money you get, tell God, God, what a glorious God you are. You give me more than enough. I'm coming to bless you. You, I'm sure. The, <laughs> I'm sure the devil will go to the demon he sent. He said, "Oh yeah, you know, you didn't do the job. <laughs> I remove you from your rank. Bring <laughs> When you go seal this one, <laughs> are you are you with me? You have to persevere as long as you have a word. Persevere. I never persevere. Push through. Are you with me? Galatians 6, 9 says, and don't allow yourself to be worried in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you have planted is coming. Amen. Let us not become worried in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, 13 to 14. How do you persevere? It's just keep moving. It's, it's, it's a key strategy in perseverance. Keep doing good. Keep moving. Take the next step again. When you think you have run out of strength, get up, take the next step. Very soon, there's going to be a breaking forth. Hallelujah. There's going to be what? The breaking forth. There's going to be a breaking forth. Hallelujah. There's going to be a breaking forth soon. God is going to break forth as long as you don't quit. Sometimes I ask people, how people ask, you know, they say, are you, you're doing well and all that. And I try to find out how have we arrived here. And I realized that of all the things, the simple thing I can say is that we never stop. Literally, 
<laughs> Not figuratively, literally. There are times that you have to preach through your sleeping. Sure. Today, every chance I get, if I joke as small, I'll sleep. <laughs> but you don't stop. You keep going. The next step after the other. That's how you persevere. Paul said, I keep going. They are coming after my head. They are coming after everything I have. They come after everything, but I don't stop. I, I make it difficult for them to, look, I'm, I don't stop. I'm going. You're tired? That's week, you come back here again. Let's <laughs> uh, go come. Let's service. I'll go. I keep going. So the enemy, I'm sure the enemy gets and says, actually, with the angelic cry and go. That's what he did. Jesus, what did he say? He left him for some time. Yeah, for a while. He left him. He realized that no, the strategy hasn't worked. All the four steps, the calculation we did in the high ranking, it hasn't worked. So you let's leave it for some time and come back. Hey, keep going. Hallelujah. Keep doing what? Keep praying. Keep trusting. Keep giving. Keep what? Going. Keep sowing seed. Keep calling. Keep reaching out. Just keep doing the good you need to do. And trust me, very soon the harvest of greatness will come. That will, 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 will surprise you. The harvest of greatness that you wonder, hey, what happened to me? <laughs> I challenge you that this year is going to be a great year. So this year is going to be a great year. Hallelujah. As we pursue and we follow God's ways. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.